Hello and welcome to Spotlight. This is World Breastfeeding Week. Leading pediatrician and renowned lactation expert, Dr. Asha Benakappa is joining us on the show today to talk to us about the importance of breastfeeding and the challenges that it still faces. In today's program, we are collaborating with the Inner Wheel Club of Bangalore Orchards. Its president, Vidya Bangalore Sridhar, is also going to join us on the show today. The breast milk is the healthiest and the cheapest food for a baby. And it's, it has benefits for both mother and child. In spite of consistent efforts by experts like you, Dr. Asha, there are many barriers to breastfeeding in several parts of the country. With your uh, knowledge, uh, Dr. Asha, how do you think we can create support system in our country? See, I have tried my best. I must have done over 2,000 workshops. And in every conference, I've been trying to teach the skill of breastfeeding. Somehow, there is not much of motivation. They feel, you know, breastfeeding is something natural. It is physiological. It will happen automatically. My own students who have become mothers and they have come to me, they said, ma'am, we didn't give enough attention to this. The messages should start going to the mother in the last trimester of pregnancy. Of late, the obstetricians are not spending much time with the mother and invariably, globally, the cesarean section rates have gone up. And especially during the COVID pandemic, on the pretext that every COVID positive mothers will end up with a premature baby, because of the stress that she got. And the other reason is because of the stress, things may go uh, astray. So most of this COVID positive and COVID suspect mothers land up with cesarean section. And many people think that the moment a mother goes for a cesarean section, she won't be able to breastfeed because she's got IV fluids, she's got a scar and all that. But it's uh, astonished to know that there are many positions in breastfeeding, even for a cesarean mother. We call this as the cross cradle. Imagine that the mother has got a scar there and then this is her breast and she's sleeping with IV fluids. All she needs is just one hand and she can put the baby across the breast. The most important part is you support the back of the baby with your forearm. Never touch the head and neck of the baby. It's called as Pavlov's neck writing reflex, you know. Elders at home would tell us, never hit anybody on the head because the moment we hit anybody, we go back. So many mothers just press on the head. So two things happen. The baby automatically sets up neck writing reflex and it comes backwards. And if you're pressing him like that, when he wants to breathe, he gets smothered. So when I put my hand here, the baby can move his head. Alternatively has his feeding. You know, for years, for over 36 years, I've not been able to get this message across to the community, across to the healthcare workers and to the doctors themselves. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this information and it's really mystifying how something that would have been so natural just a few generations ago has become such a challenging task now and all of us have struggled at some points or the other. Another thing I also want to address is the fact that how important is the mother's state of mind one of the biggest things that we hear uh, mothers complain that the milk dried up. Is a lot of it to do? Is it a psychosomatic issue? Uh, what are the issues that could make it happen? Number one, all pregnant women in the last trimester of pregnancy should discuss 
whether obstetrician, that's very, very crucial and very fundamental. Because we're talking of putting the baby to the breast within one hour of birth. If it has to happen within one hour of birth, that priming should happen in the last trimester of pregnancy. And the pediatrician comes later or he may be there. It depends on the luck of the mother and the place which she has delivered. And there is no situation where there is no milk. The whole process of pregnancy and lactation is for the production of breast milk. You know, you have two hormones during pregnancy. They are called as estrogen and progesterone. Two hormones during lactation. They are called as oxytocin and prolactin. These two hormones are at war with each other. You know, the pregnant hormones say all along it. The breast and the baby were my position. And the lactation hormone says, no, the baby is mine now. So, to come back to an understanding between these two hormones, it takes two weeks. Okay. As the uh, progesterone and estrogen, which were there in the mother's body for nine months, disappear, oxytocin and prolactin take over. And then it's all a smooth sail. That is why a woman whose breastfeeding should be supported for almost three weeks. And then we had a very good function, you know, baby shower. Whenever a mother was pregnant, in the seventh month of her pregnancy, we were doing baby shower. It was, you know, it was such a nice festival, festivity. And the mother was made the center of attraction. She knows that there is somebody who can help her. She's fed with good food. And most of them are iron-containing, you know. The yoga jaggery based. Most of the food stuff that is given to a pregnant woman in the last trimester of pregnancy are jaggery based. And jack is a very rich source of iron. And some of the food items that they prepare are all for the pregnant woman. And it's only the last trimester of pregnancy. The baby in the womb doubles his birth weight or triples his birth weight. So, in the last trimester of pregnancy, we want the woman to add 350 calories extra. And that 350 calories would contribute to a weight gain of 200 to 300 grams and nothing like having a good weight baby. And all this baby shower and after the delivery she goes to mother's house. Now World Health Organization is calling, calling enabling of environment. We were calling it as manthana or post-natal. The mother would go and stay with the parents for three weeks and five, I mean three months, five, seven, the odds. So when she used to go there, she was feeling so happy. So all this was enabling environment. And the hormones per se, the oxytocin and prolactin per se, which are there in her body, the oxytocin is called a cuddle hormone, and it's a happy hormone, it's a love hormone. And prolactin is relaxes her like anything. So everything is in bed. Nature has done everything for us. We have stopped sending our girls to parents' house for varied reasons. So in no situation, there is milk down or drying up of the milk. Confidence trick. Breastfeeding is a confidence trick. And the entire confidence is based on counseling skills. We need to do counseling. It is not psychosomatic. It is psychosocial. Most of the time, the mothers of late are going into postnatal depression. Pure period depression, they say, especially during the COVID pandemic. Nimans runs a special clinic with mothers with pupillary depression because the support system is just gone haywire, you know. And in our hospital, we had a mother who's delivered her baby. She's COVID positive. 
and the grandmother who otherwise be very happy with the birth of her grandchild was begging us and is telling us that we would give us some more money can somebody take care of that baby you know so we and took the help of the of the mother of another you know another child, another baby to help us out so we we have seen heights of selfishness relationships breaking down and people trying to buy people to look after their own grandchild the covid has really thrown up many challenges and opened up hitherto we never thought these kind of things happen so when the mother with cruise covid positive and when she wants to breastfeed she has to follow the respiratory hygiene and hand washing put the baby to the breast and have the feed is over she'll take it and people think it's a permanent thing it's not permanent at all it's only for the first 14 days of a covid infection she transmits the infection to the baby or to the people around and the best person to take care of the baby is the mother earlier days the moment this baby is born is handed over to so many family members so please avoid such situations let only the mother take care of the baby for the first 14 days subsequently she can look for the breastfeedings i mean the support system to help her out so let us be very clear about this vidya the international inner wheel is an organization that is very well known and i think it's one of the largest voluntary women's organization right um tell us more about your club the inner wheel bangalore orchards what you're doing to promote the cause of breastfeeding see while there are many government organizations and hospitals promoting breastfeeding there's still a big gap this could be because of shortage of staff monitoring and enforcing that's where voluntary organization like ours come into picture we bring out this breastfeeding awareness by visiting hospitals meeting parents mothers and pregnant women in small groups we organize expert talks so in that way we are spreading the awareness and now we want to spread this message global by coming on social platforms like yours so that the reach is wide and even though there's a lot of information on the internet there's also a lot of misinformation so expert talks by dr benakappa who is a pioneer in this field will be a very helpful for mothers and pregnant women that's very commendable of you and your club vidya and uh, let's go over to dr benakappa again so uh, dr asha uh, the members of the inner wheel club of bangalore orchards have sent in some questions and i thought it would be nice if their president vidya could ask you some of the questions that they would like to know the answers for thank you doctor thank you very much for coming on the show uh, the questions are it is generally said a baby should be fed every 2 hours should the baby be woken up or should the baby be fed whenever it demands especially between 0 to 6 months number 1 vidya the baby should be breastfed 8 to 12 times immediately after delivery happens for the first 6 weeks subsequently the mother and the baby become a couple and it is they synchronize their supply demand it is only in the first 6 weeks baby has to be fed 8 to 12 times why should the baby be fed 8 to 12 times because breast milk digests within 2 hours 
Why does the breast milk digest within two hours? Because when it digests, the more the baby sucks at the breast, the milk production increases. So the first three weeks, we want our breast, breast which is a factory for the milk production to increase. Therefore, the baby has to be fed to 8 to 12 times in the first six weeks. The baby will not sleep. The moment you take the baby to the breast, the moment you take the baby to the breast, there are some innate reflexes in the baby, which is called as rooting reflex. The moment the mother's breast touches, the, the cheek of the baby touches the breast, the baby will turn towards the mother. The face will turn towards the mother. And this is called as rooting reflex. Once it puts the breast into the baby's mouth, the baby will suck. That is called the sucking reflex. And then the baby will swallow. There are mothers who rub the ears, they do this, they take a wet wipe and keep. No such thing is required. Baby will automatically feed. And remember, babies, when they were in the womb, they were sleeping during daytime and awake during nighttime. Because whenever the mother was walking, the, it was like a rocking for the child. But when she slept, there was no rocking, so the baby was awake. So this night, daytime, this synchrony will be there for three to six weeks. That's why we say the postnatal period is for six weeks. It takes that long for the baby and the mother to come. And even for the mother, you know, her interest has to settle down. All the extra fat that she died, all this, the process six weeks. That's why we say postnatal period or barnathana. So it doesn't happen just like that. So what preventative measures can mothers take to avoid issues like sore nipples, cracked nipples, breast abscess, all kinds of issues? There are only two skills in breastfeeding. Number one skill is called attachment. How the baby attaches to the breast. So if this is the breast can, can you see it? If the baby just Sucks at the nipple. The mother will get sore nipples. Once she gets sore nipples, the bacteria enter the body and that can become mastitis and breast abscess. The only solution for this is the right technique. What do I mean by right technique? The moment the mother touches the baby's upper lip, baby will open the mouth wide and she has to take the baby close to her body and the entire breast is inside. This nipple is inside the soft palate. We say soft palate and a hard palate inside. And beneath is the tongue. In fact, the nipple is nicely cushioned. There should not be any issues at all. If somebody has sore nipples, they are just in the, at the gums. And the baby is biting the gum, the nipple. That's the reason. So they have to remove the baby and reattach the baby. So there are two skills. Attachment is one skill. The other skill is positioning. How I take the baby towards the breast. So the head, neck and body should be in a straight line. And it should not be like this. It is in that, this position. So that there is no need to burp the baby after a feed. So the hand of the mother will go way below. She just touches the upper lip of the baby. Baby opens the mouth wide. Take the baby closer and keep it like this. Not far away. Explain the mother. She kept like this. The baby is way away from the breast, is holding the neck. The moment you hold the neck, the baby gets irritated and he slips onto the nipple. So you should never do something with a straight line like this. And his hand should go at the back so that it doesn't come in the way of breastfeeding. So 
just by improving on the attachment and positioning, 99% of breastfeeding problems will be solved. When the baby starts eating semi-solid, solid food, how often should breast milk be given? Semi-solids should be started after completion of six months. We call this as date of birth method. Okay, it should never be started earlier. And then baby will have that all along he didn't have neck control because he had to move it when he was breastfeeding. Now he gets a good neck control. Then he gets the first lower tooth. He doesn't get the upper tooth because when he's breastfeeding, the tongue will come over. He doesn't want to hurt the mama's breast. So the, that is called as a milk tooth. That's the eruption of the first tooth. It start complementary feeding. And subsequently, the juices in the mouth, the digestive enzymes, so all this start coming in. You should not be in a hurry to start semi-solids. You start at six months. You start with one meal of semi-solids and you start with just around 45 to 50 ml. And it should be like a soup. You know, when you take it on the spoon, you should not skip off like that or it should not be too thick. So that should be the consistency. So six to seven months, most is breastfeeding. At 9 a.m., you can start on semi-solids. After seven months, at 3 p.m., you can start fruits. Only three fruits that we give to children below the age of two years. That is mashed banana or papaya or mango. And then you start like that at 9, 9 p.m., rice and dal, then ragi porridge. It goes on like that. It is nothing abrupt. It is a process. We say it's a continuum from the womb to the uh, breastfeeding. And after two years, it's a continuum of nutrition. That's very crucial because we are so worried while talking so much about breastfeeding is the baby's brain is developing very, very fast. And by the end of three years, 85% of the baby's brain is developed. And the only milk that has all the components required for the baby's brain development is breast milk. We say there are 65 bioactive factors in breast milk which help the baby's brain to develop. You know, so that's why it's so crucial that we put the babies to breast and continue to breastfeed them till the age of two years. Is there any number of times they have to do or it's up to the mother and the child? So in the first six weeks, we insist that the baby should be fed eight, minimum 12 feeds because more sucking in the right technique produce more milk. We want our, the milk production to peak up. So at six weeks, it peaks up. And subsequently, we really don't have to worry. The mother-baby become a nursing couple. And remember one golden rule, especially with the working mothers, breast milk has to be removed every three hours. So the moment the milk is removed, milk production starts. So when the baby is feeding now, the next feed milk is already produced. So we say prolactin is for production of the next feed. Oxytocin is pushing the milk for this feed. So it's a continuously being produced. You can take the example of the sum, your water tank, and the moment the tap water stops, you immediately say, please join the sum. So the pump, water will be pumped to the tank, and from there it comes to your system. So just like that, there's a beautiful connection between the baby, the breast, and the brain. So these, these kind of things will help in the production of milk. Okay? So it's individualized, individual nursing couple. Why is feeding a baby with a spoon preferred to giving the bottle? Number one, even spoon is not recommended. Oh. And even bottle is not recommended. 
this year's theme in sharing responsibility whose responsibility is there is a law in the country which is called as infant milk substitute infant food feeding bottle act of 1992 which was amended in 2003 to take into concerns the promotion to the social media the only thing that you can do is a cup feeding and what are you going to give by the cup it will be your ragi ganji or anything like that because what i am doing from the spoon i need three hands i have to keep the baby like this i have to keep my porridge like this and i have to use a spoon so i need three hands it's difficult with a baby who is very active this is a doll and it feels it's okay and when i am doing uh, by cup feeding it follows an actual process of breastfeeding i press like this when the baby takes the porridge and it is just like breastfeed when i am doing it by the bottle or by the spoon the baby does like that to give you an example when i'm drinking juice from a straw i do like that i'm sucking it but in in breastfeeding it is a good bite i want to bite my forearm i open my mouth wide open and then i take a bite so similarly for a baby who is breastfeeding it is like that and when you shift over to all this you call a very bad condition called as nipple confusion it doesn't know what to do when the mother comes to take the baby breast you know small certain certain things like that have come in the way of breastfeeding dr asha i have another question what are the issues um, that make it not advisable to use you know breast pump as a primary source for extracting milk and giving the milk to babies whenever you using a breast pump it is same size for all number one good i told you when it comes to breastfeeding it is the individual mother and the baby and when you using a breast pump which people thought was the easiest and the shortest and the quickest solution the breast pump did not adequately press the breast some amount of milk got left over when milk gets left over message goes to the brain not to produce any more milk so it became a vicious cycle but now the way the educated women are thinking that they buy a breast pump and pump out the milk they are becoming utter failure there's a lot of things issues involved you know when a baby is directly breastfeeding is got all a special organ stimulated and it's a beautiful connectivity that bonding but when there is breast milk feeding and express breast milk feeding you know also on the nutrition factors emotional factors the security knots all different that itself is a lot of discussion a person called Virginia Crawley she's done immense work on direct breast feeding and express breast milk Thank you so much for this very useful um, information, uh, Dr. Asha Benakappa, and uh, thank you to uh, Vidya also for collaborating with us in as a public service message to drive home this message of the importance of breastfeeding. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You can also view the interview as a video on the Rain Tree Media YouTube channel. Until I'm back next week with another interesting guest. Take care and bye-bye. Do subscribe to the Raintree Media channel on YouTube. Like, comment and share the videos.